to make the morning last just kicking down I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and counseling. You know, if you're in that phase of life called perimenopause or menopause, and you're experiencing depression, forgetfulness, anxiety, and you just can't sleep through the night, Stay tuned because in just a few minutes, nutritionist, trendsetter, New York Times bestseller, author, and perimenopause expert, and I think she's even a survivor, uh, (laughs) Anne Louise Gittleman, author of Before the Change and Hot Times, will join us. Uh, But first, and we hope she's going to join us because she is, oh, she's going to be okay. But but first, let's welcome Joanne Rideout as our co-host. Joanne is a registered and licensed dietitian who sees clients in both our Wyzetta and Maple Grove Nutritional Weight and Wellness locations. And you know some things about perimenopause and menopause too, right? Yeah, I've survived them too. (laughs) (laughs) So good morning, Dar. This is really exciting to be on today with Anne Louise. Yes. All the nutritionists at Nutritional Weight and Wellness have clients who are experiencing menopause or perimenopause symptoms. We certainly have a lot of clients that are in that range. Lots and lots. And I think I see a lot of them because they know my age or somewhat (laughs) of it. (laughs) Sometimes these clients have hot flashes or night sweats or even some weight gain. But when women experience that anxiety, irritability, and they want to run away from the world, they usually seek help. Yes, they do. That's the dividing line for people. <laughs> of course. You know, in the past, these women would be prescribed an antidepressant medication yep. to kind of combat some of these symptoms. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's still happening. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I always hope it's I in the past. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes hormone replacement therapy is recommended. Right. And, and often that hormone replacement is still prescribed. I see that a lot. And the antidepressants. But in recent years, women know more about the causes of these perimenopause and menopause symptoms and are looking for better solutions. Yes, they are. They are. And of course, as dietitians and nutritionists, we believe nutrition is a much better answer. So today we want to focus more on the hormonal and Mm -hmm. the nutritional causes of out of control emotions. And I think that whole thing, that whole idea, that right. it's nutritional or hormonal, they might go with it's hormonal, but they have not ever connected the nutritional. Exactly. And we want to really offer some real simple solutions. Right. So it's my great pleasure to welcome Anne Louise Gittleman to our show this morning. You know, Anne Louise has written over 30 nutrition books. Amazing. She's appeared on Dr. <laughs> Phil, Good Morning America, the Today Show, and I could go on and on and on about all of her uh, appearances. She's been quoted in many articles. She is really a wealth of nutritional information and especially knowledgeable about perimenopause and menopause topics. You know, in the past 25 years, I have learned so much from Anne Louise. You know, going all the way back to her first book, which I don't know if many people even know, but it's Beyond Pritikin. And I read that book. This is true. I read it over and over and over. 
And I think I actually memorized it because it had new thoughts for me. That's In great. addition, I really had the pleasure of receiving special training from Anne Louise several years ago. You know, Anne Louise and her husband, they were so welcoming for, to me. They just welcomed me into their family. And I really, Anne Louise, I really credit you, nutrition advice and knowledge to our growth here in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. So thank you, really, thank you for joining us today. You know, I was just recently reading a blog you read, or you wrote last March called Reversing Perimenopause Misery. So let's talk a little bit about how the lack of the hormone progesterone is connected to the inability to lose weight, anxiety, and insomnia. And even, Anne-Louise, why are some people deficient in progesterone? I'm going to turn it over to you now, Anne-Louise. <laughs> Welcome. We love having you on. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, Dar, and good morning, Joanne. Good morning. You know, we're all perimenopause survivors, and I think, I think the message for, for all of your listeners is that, no, you're not going crazy. This is just perimenopause. And many people don't understand that perimenopause very oftentimes signals the decline of progesterone rather than estrogen in the system. Yes, yes. And when you're deficient in this particular hormone, it is dramatically connected to the inability to lose weight. It's why we all have that muffin top that we can't lose, you know, the weight around the middle, mm -hmm. the midlife weight gain, so to speak. Mm -hmm. yes. So what we have to recognize very basically is that this particular hormone can trigger your hypothalamus to increase your core body temperature, thereby having your resting metabolic rate go up. So if you have low levels of progesterone, then your body is burning 15,000 to 20,000 fewer calories per year, and it's also going to activate increased water retention. So this is a biggie in terms of weight gain. Wow. <laughs> it appears that during perimenopause, I can't say it's the same during menopause, but during perimenopause at least, that time of life that's the beginning of the whole menopause cycle, which can start at as early as 38 years of age, by mm -hmm. the way. Yes. Yeah. It starts to decline. Your body starts to wind down its production of progesterone for a number of reasons, which I'll discuss in a moment. And it seems to be the hormone that's connected to perimenopause, where both progesterone and thyroid and cortisol and even growth hormone are connected to menopause. So... I find that typical signs of progesterone deficiency might be depression, um, irritability, mood swings, anxiety, insomnia, nervousness, sometimes even osteopenia and osteoporosis. So this is definitely connected to many of the signals of of, I'd say, the perimenopause um, time of life. And if you're specifically deficient, and here's where nutrition comes into this and segues into this hormonal-emotional interplay, if you don't have enough zinc or vitamin B6, which are the particular precursors of progesterone, you're not going to be making enough progesterone. And if, in fact, you're not ovulating but still having your period, which most people don't recognize as being connected because that can happen, you can still be menstruating but not ovulating, 
then you're without the corpus luteum, which actually produces the progesterone in the first place. So what we need to do is make sure you've got enough progesterone. There are ways of doing that, of course. And then making sure that you're balanced with all your hormones during this time of life because it really is a change for many women where so many other things are going on. It's not just the biochemical changes, but it's a time when your children may be leaving home, when perhaps your marriages need a little bit of straightening out. There's a stressful time with elderly parents. There's just so much that's converging. It's almost like the perfect storm. Yes, I can. I So, Anne-Louise, it's kind of interesting. Have you, you know, sometimes we see, well, let me ask this question. What is kind of the perfect level of progesterone? What? How much progesterone, if a woman is ovulating and she's pretty healthy, how much progesterone do you, do you typically make every month? You should be making specifically on days, I'm going to say, of, uh, after you stop menstruating, of course, you should be making at least 20 milligrams of progesterone. So, Anne-Louise, let me give you an example of a client that I had yesterday. She had been to some medical person, and she was she was taking 300 milligrams of progesterone a day. Internally as, as an yes. oral supplement. And as an oral supplement, and I believe she probably has gained about 40 pounds or so in the last year since she's been on it. Um, so, you know, it's like, I always think, you know, if you think about 20 milligrams versus a prescription of 300 milligrams, that's not in balance either, is it? It, it's not. And Dar, what I have found very oftentimes with women whose liver cannot convert that oral progesterone efficiently is that the progesterone can also target estrogen receptor sites, which we know mm-hmm. gather water and salt and, are, and is really the reason for the increased weight gain. So it would appear that if this woman is now your client and agrees that what she is taking has not been good for her body, that you may want to try some of the the dermal, the subdermal progesterone creams. You know that there's mm-hmm. one I particularly like, and I believe you carry that yes, progesticee, which will bypass the liver and provide her with that 20 milligrams, which is the physiological amount that your body should be making normally. And in that way, she's going to help burn body fat as fuel. She'll have a promoted sense of well-being. She'll be stabilizing her zinc balance, and she'll be stimulating new bone formation. You know, Anne Louise, that is a perfect example and a perfect answer. So I know we it's that time we have to take a break every fifteen minutes. But oh, okay, go so quickly with you guys. I know. (laughs) You know, the other thing is, I know you mentioned um, about estrogen. And when we come back, we'll, we want to talk a little bit more about that. But go ahead, Joanne. Okay. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. If you are a nurse and need continuing education credits, I have the answer. As a nurse, you can earn 14.4 CEUs when you take the weekend weight and wellness series over the weekend of October 9th, 10th, and 11th. We have many nurses who travel from out of town to take that week 
weekend weight and wellness and we're series. Actually, we're inviting yeah. all of our podcast and we're inviting listeners. anyone who wants to join <laughs> us. So get a couple of friends together and join us. Oh, yes. And we also provide a nice organic lunch and snacks. This is nutrition information that will support your health, your family's health, and your patient's health. And of course, it's life-changing. Call 651-699-3438 or visit weightandwellness.com for more information and to sign up. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And joining us today is Anne Louise Gittleman. She's a nutritionist, trendsetter, and bestseller author, and an expert on many different health topics, but especially the topic of nutrition as it connects to perimenopause and menopause. You know, Anne Louise, this week, a new drug was introduced and will be available the middle of October. It was all over the news. Yes, it was. And (laughs) this drug is just for women, and it's designed to increase their libido. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when you heard the side, I don't know, Anne Louise, I suppose you heard the side effects of this drug. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just thought we better tell women how natural progesterone cream can support sex drive. So yes. will you kind of talk to us about why that is the case? Well, we know <laughs> that low progesterone is connected to low libido as well as a whole slew of other symptoms from depression, pain, inflammation, the inability to lose weight, insomnia, anxiety, mood swings, nervousness, and the osteoporosis, osteopenia that we discussed. But we also know that it's very helpful in terms of shoring up the adrenals, which are very important in terms of making certain reproductive hormones. And the other thing to keep in mind is that progesterone is concentrated very much so in the brain. So we know it's a reproductive hormone, it's a stress hormone in terms of the adrenal connection, but it's also a brain hormone. So we need much more of this feel-good hormone in order to feel good, so it's dramatically connected to our sex drive, to our libido. And I truly think that if you take a look at all the side effects of any medication, you will agree with me and Dar and Joanne that the very best <laughs> yes. way to treat yourself during this natural change of life is to use nutrition, to use stress reduction, as well as perhaps engage in a topical progesterone cream that is going to be able to satisfy that 20 milligrams of physiological bioidentical progesterone that your body should be making naturally. Perfect, perfect, perfect. perfect. Yeah. So, is. you know, I think one of the other misconceptions in, you know, as listeners, you may be sitting there thinking to yourself, or maybe you've even heard this. I thought women were deficient in estrogen in, at menopause. Yep. So what are you talking about all this progesterone this morning for? Right. And this is such a common misconception. I actually had two clients yesterday that I was having this conversation with. But when we as women stop ovulating, we no longer make the hormone progesterone. So during perimenopause, most women ovulated. Sometimes they do mm-hmm. and sometimes they don't. But usually it's not every month. But our ovaries continue to kick out estrogen and also mm-hmm. our adrenal glands make and our, estrogen. And our fat cells. And That's fat right. Cells, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, so typically we may have... We may have enough estrogen, 
However, we are so deficient in progesterone because of the lack of ovulation in many cases or the synthetic estrogens that we've been using or the lack of zinc and vitamin B6, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, that you, in fact, are suffering from a condition known as estrogen dominance, which was first mentioned many years ago by my good friend, the late Dr. John Lee. And so if, in fact, you have trouble losing weight or you have very voluptuous breasts and her hips or you have fluid retention or bloating or even suffer from an autoimmune condition like Hashimoto's or lupus, if you suffer from the PMS from hell, depression, mood swings, <laughs> wow. or have liver stagnation, which can be evident, believe it or not, with an acupuncture point, which is right between your big toe and second toe, then you have to think of estrogen dominance, which means that you simply have more estrogen in relationship to progesterone. And progesterone is the key to balance this seesaw of these two synergistic hormones. I think that's an excellent. Per- excellent answer, yes. So, again, I mean, we kind of keep repeating some of these things because mm-hmm. it's new thought for a lot of women. It's old thought for us. We've been yes. talking this story for a long time. But I think it's really important for women to realize that at perimenopause or menopause, women first become deficient in progesterone and not estrogen. Right. And, you know, I find most women who are experiencing, like PMS, that's a good indication that maybe you got too much estrogen and not enough progesterone. Right. Um, And they really benefit from a natural progesterone cream. And, and Louise, let's talk a little bit more about, you actually uh, developed a progesterone cream that we have at our office, and it's called Progestakey. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a little bit about that for, for us for a minute. Why did you develop it? And, you know, what makes it special? We, well, we kind of know, but, you know, our listeners don't know. You know, I use this even to this day, and I am beyond perimenopause at this point. But I, do I, I use it. I use it. <laughs> we all <day>. do. <laughs> yeah. I, I use it because we all need progesterone, number one, because it, it, it really is very good for the bones and for the brain and so forth. And it does protect us from getting too much estrogen from those synthetic estrogens in the environment, from parabens and plastics and pesticides. And I developed it because there was nothing on the market when I I was going through my perimenopause stage of life many years ago. So it does contain USP progesterone. It is made in a professional lab. It is derived from wild yam. However, it is it is containing the USP progesterone that your body does need. And it's considered to be a bio-identical estrogen, which is identical to what your body, yeah, yes. to uh, progesterone to what your body is making naturally. Now, this particular one that I developed is preservative-free. It has a little bit of lavender essential oil because I love lavender, which is so calming to the system. And I developed a protocol which is listed on the back of the bottle, which is dependent upon your age and stage of life. So you'll see that for menstruating women, you apply it once or twice a day. You start it on day 12 after the first day of menstrual flow through the 26th day. And if you're perimenopausal, then we suggest that you start it on the seventh day after the first day of menstrual flow 
till perhaps the 27th day. I'm trying to simulate how your body naturally would be producing progesterone if it were doing enough on its own. Yes, exactly. And then for those of us that may be perimenopausal or postmenopausal rather or menopausal, then you would apply it once or twice a day for a maximum of 25 consecutive days and then have a little bit of a break. But this is important because, again, it is bioavailable progesterone that your body would be making itself if it had all of the raw materials that nature designed it for. So, you know, Anne Louise, I always tell my clients one of these stories that I, you know, when I hit the age of 65, I thought, oh, Dara, you don't need progesterone any longer. And so I stopped using it. And then about three months later, I suddenly found that I was having problems sleeping and I never have trouble sleeping. Yes. And then I, it took me a couple of weeks of working with clients and then I thought, oh my gosh, this was why I can't sleep. And I started using it and the second night I was back into my regular good sleep habits. Right. So, well, you, you know right. something, Dar, that that's, doesn't surprise me because when I lectured about this product in this book many years ago when it first came out before the change, which mm-hmm. was my book that spoke about perimenopause, I would have men that would come up and just shake my hands and say, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can live with my wife again. Finally, <laughs> she can sleep. Yes. Oh, that's good. And they wanted to buy tons of this stuff just to make sure that they never ran out. <laughs> Well, I think it also keeps us younger looking, too. It does. And, but I know we have to, before we, we go into that topic. <laughs> yes. Which is a whole other issue. Yeah, a yes. whole other topic. We have to take another little break here. So It's break time. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and counseling. Many times people know when they eat that caramel roll for breakfast, they know it's not good for them. Or when they stop for a blizzard and eat those 48 teaspoons of sugar we talk about, we know that's not good for them. Or when they empty the bread basket before the dinner comes, it that's isn't good for them good either. either. Not and that good. happens a lot. That does happen, even when people are trying to be really good. But you know, Anne Lu- actually, Joanne, I'm going to interrupt you. Anne Louise has a trick, and I talk about it oh, all the time. Good. Yeah. You know, she sits down and she orders a salad. Before the bread basket ever comes. Excellent. And then sometimes she orders another salad. And then sometimes she orders another salad. Funny. And that way she doesn't isn't tempted by the bread. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's a story I knew, Anne Louise. There you go. That's one way to get yourself started to making some of those habit changes. So you know you want to change these habits before the sugar or processed carbs damage your knees or before you come diabetic or before you gain another 12 pounds. And when we come back, Dar has a proven solution. So we'll be back in a minute. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, the question is, how can you change some of your unhealthy habits that are interfering with your really feeling good? You know, I I think the best solution is to sign up for Nutrition for Weight Loss program. You know, it's more than 12 weekly classes. And it's more than one-on-one nutrition counseling. It is both. It is. It's 12 classes and a two-hour nutrition consultation with a dietitian or a nutritionist. And it's only $399. Yeah, that's so, good. Did I mention it is so much more than just a weight loss program? It is nutrition for health and weight loss. So sign up today so you're ready to start the week of September 
14th. And the number is 651-699-3438. Or you can go online at weightandwellness.com and sign up. And so we're back. We're back talking about progesterone and estrogen. So there is still so much confusion between estrogen and progesterone. And we know the Women's Health Initiative study in 2002 found that estrogen replacement therapy actually increases the risk of heart disease and cancer. And that was estrogen replacement. Estrogen, yes. And out of confusion... As a result, many women are afraid to use natural progesterone, thinking it will cause cancer. So, Anne Louise, can you help clear us help us clear up that confusion? Yes, I mean the Women's Initiative study way back in 2002, as well as as many others, have truly connected the estrogen connection to breast cancer, to tumors, to high blood pressure, as well as Alzheimer's, by the way. But natural progesterone is really the key to balancing estrogen, and so one should never be afraid to use a little bit of this natural progesterone cream or to enhance progesterone naturally by ingesting more zinc-rich foods in the diet. So progesterone seems to be the key. It seems to be the savior hormone, so to speak, during this time of the of a woman's life cycle when so many things are interplaying. And I think not only is it important in terms of balancing extra estrogen and protecting you against some of the ravages of cancer as we get older, but it's also so helpful because it allows us to go to sleep. But for some women, as you know, there is also a mineral connection to the inability to sleep, and I'd be very remiss if we didn't discuss this. Oh, sounds great. That sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Go ahead, Joanne. And we also know that progesterone helps to establish and maintain pregnancy. Another benefit. Very, very definitely. Progesterone. So it, it, it is very pro-gestation. Yes, that's exceedingly important. And let me say something else in relation to that before we talk about this magic mineral that I know you gals are going to be dating at the big <laughs> We <court>. are. <laughs> <laughs> but what I wanted to say is very oftentimes when you've got somebody that's suffering from postpartum depression, it's very oftentimes a lack of progesterone that's really what the issue is. And so this is a uh, life-saving hormone for many conditions at many different times of life. And I think that is so important for women to know, young women to know, the ones that have just, maybe they've got two or three kids, maybe they've got a five-year-old, maybe a three-year-old, and they've got a five-month-old, and they are, well, they're tired, Absolutely, but they are depleted in progesterone because they been breastfeeding, they haven't ovulated, and there's so many reasons for that. And I don't think they realize that when they're pregnant, they're making a lot of progesterone, much more than what the 20 milligrams. And that balances out and they feel good. Correct. And then boom, as soon as they're not ovulating and not, you know, then they suddenly are really depressed. Right. And so it's it's like you said, Anne-Louise, it is life changing. Life, it, it is absolutely, it changed my life and allowed me to write another 20 books or so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it's also well, that's good great. for the brain. It's good for the brain. Let's not forget that. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's right. We're talking about anxiety and mood swings and all that today, too. Correct. Correct. <laughs> so do you want to talk a little bit about the miracle 
um, mineral that you're going to talk about. Well, you know, just yes. the way, ladies, there is such a misconception between the importance of estrogen versus progesterone uh, and the consideration that it's really progesterone, not estrogen, that starts to decline during perimenopause time. I think there is misconception about the importance of calcium versus its sister mineral, magnesium. Mm-hmm. And for many women, there is a definite link to the inability to sleep and a lack of this mineral which is in shortfall in the diet, number one, which is reduced in the body because of too much sugar or alcohol or coffee or soda or just simply being under too much stress. And so I believe that magnesium is the answer, specifically if you have chocolate cravings, if you have muscle spasms, if you have anxiety, and if you can fall asleep but wake up intermittently during the night. And so magnesium to the rescue, and there are many different kinds of magnesium that are on the market. I believe that whatever you take, it should be in a two-to-one ratio with calcium, not the other way around. It's two parts magnesium to one part calcium for optimum balance. So and let's put, let's, you know, let's help listeners think about that. So if they're taking 400 milligrams of calcium, mm-hmm. they need to take how much magnesium? 800. 800. Yeah. Wow. Now, you know, but we have, we know we have clients coming in and they're taking 1,200 milligrams of calcium yeah, and no magnesium. Right. Well, in that case, I don't think it's a good idea to take more than 1,200 milligrams of magnesium for most people. I agree. It's very, right. it's very diuretic. It also can enhance uh, bowel function. So it, it acts as a natural laxative, uh, you know, without becoming dependent upon laxatives. But I think the 1,200 milligrams of calcium for a lot of women probably is too much. And if you have more magnesium in relationship to calcium, you'll, loot, you'll utilize your calcium better because the two are very synergistic and we actually need less calcium than we've ever thought. Yes. I believe yes. that at least 500 milligrams of calcium taken in a a supplement, if you will, and get the rest of your calcium if you need to make if you need to ingest at least 1,200 a day, should be taken in the form of yogurt or greens or sardines or broccoli or whatever natural foods may be giving you even more calcium that you get dietarily. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm, yeah. we're, we're on board. For That's 100%. exactly what we recommend. Yep. So, Anne-Louise, before we leave that whole topic of progesterone, I think what women that have never used progesterone cream would have no idea of where they should apply it or when they should apply it. You know, maybe we should just talk about that a little bit. Is that, would you be willing? Oh, sure, sure. I I think what the key is for this, for anything that is um, a dermal based product that gets absorbed through the skin because they're receptor sites throughout your body is that you rub this into different receptor sites, different parts of your body on a daily basis. And it should be the real fleshy areas where there's a lot of blood flow. Typically, Dr. Lee used to recommend, and I was one of his students, I was one of his protégés, he would recommend that you use this on the inside of your thighs, on the inside of your wrists, you know, of your arms, Mm -hmm. around the wrist area or the elbows. He also was in favor of placing this right around the tummy area, 
on a mm. rotational basis, as well as near the thyroid, where he felt it would be absorbed and balanced thyroid hormones. So we're giving every single body part an equal opportunity to absorb that wonderful progesterone and target the various receptor sites. So that's what the key is. You rotate the receptor sites and you, you just blend it in. It's very, it's highly absorbable. So you just rub it in and you can do that depending upon your needs and symptoms at least once a day. Once a day will give you the 20 milligrams of physiologically what your body should be making under ideal circumstances. Well, I think that's perfect directions for people so that they understand it. And actually, the progesterone, the progesterone comes in a pump, so Mm -hmm. it's pre-measured, isn't it? It's pre-measured, one little pump, and that's all it takes, yes. And you can spread it around, I mean, literally, figuratively. I usually put it on the thyroid, and I will put it inside the the arms, you know, right around the wrists. Uh, it, it's easier for me to do that. And then when I'm thinking, and sometimes this just happens automatically, you just kind of spread it around your, the inside of your legs, the inside of the thighs and back of the knees. That's really what you want to do to get it to get it equally uh, absorbed all over the system. And that's very important because we know that a lack of progesterone has been connected to bone loss. So this will help to prevent osteopenia and osteoporosis. I mean, that, those are two other wonderful reasons, if not solo reasons, to be taking progesterone in the first place. You know, one of the things that I remember when I read either your book or Dr. Lee's book that when women have these hormonal migraines, you know, and that's really estrogen dominant, yeah. usually before their period, they get these hormonal head migraines, that using a little bit of progesterone on your temple, rub it in, it often takes care of the migraine. And great I'm, tip, Dar. Wonderful tip. Okay. Very good. Love that's it. good. <laughs> See, I keep reading and reading and reading. Well, you're so knowledgeable, 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 and that's why everybody should attend your classes. I would, exactly. If I were there, I'd be attending. Oh, them. no, so you'd be speaking. You, well, that's yes, very kind, but you offer such a wonderful such a wonderful service to the Minneapolis area. I'm, I'm so proud to hear all the places that, you, that your classes are now taking place and how you've expanded, and I want everybody to take advantage of these wonderful services. There we go. Everything I learned from you. Of course. Very sweet. So we do need to take one more break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and we hope this show has given you helpful information about perimenopause and menopause. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, before we run out of time, Anne Louise, I want to thank you for joining us today and really for writing all your wonderful books. And being such a good support to me and to nutritional weight and wellness. And if adding some progesterone to your nightly routine, you know, let me recommend Progestakey that Anne Louise developed. Uh, You know, we have it, certainly we have it at our six offices, but you can also call our office number at 651-699 and and order it. Um, You know, it's pure. It's without additives. It absorbs well transdermally. Um, or, Anne Louise, I mean, we have so many podcast listeners all over the world now. How wonderful. So yes. how how else could they get a hold of this wonderful cream? I mean, you know, we're, we're out there help, trying to help people. Um, well, if they go to unikeyhealth.com, unikey, U-N-I-K-E-Y, health.com, 
they will be able to order it online if if they so desire. Okay. So yes. it is definitely available. It is one of uh, the best-selling products that I have developed, and I'm just very proud that it has been out there with such a a good reputation of helping so many women over the years and can be used for every age and stage of life. Again, it's not just for perimenopause. We have those women that are still menstruating or that are menstrual, I guess, of menstrual age, PMSing, so to speak, that are using it. Uh, people, of course, that are in perimenopause, women that are menopausal and beyond, because, again, you still need this because it's so helpful in terms of managing stress. And it sleep. It supports the adrenal mm-hmm. hormones, and it con- it's contained in your brain, progesterone, so we need this for clear thinking. Right. That's why I keep using it. Exactly. <laughs> me too, me and, too. For, and for our sleep, as you have attested to, uh, right. Dar. But, you know, I think that's, there's so much more than just using progesterone cream. And I really, I encourage people to pick up one of your books, you know, before the change or hot t- times. I mean, do you have an, any other book that you, you've written so many, Anne Louise. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got to think. I think for those that are going through the change, whether they're in perimenopause, menopause, or beyond, or even before perimenopause, before the change would be the clincher. I think that's the easiest to read. There are a lot of case histories. There are a lot of little quizzes. And I have a list called my Perry Zappers, which have been very helpful to so many women. Oh, good. That good. sounds good. So now we want to get back into serious stuff. Yeah, mm. We have a few more questions for you. <laughs> of course. Of course we do. So you have found an imbalance of copper to zinc can cause sleep problems. And I remember you wrote a book about the imbalance of copper to zinc, and it was called, I think, what it, it was called, Why Am I Always So Tired? Yes. Is that right? And can you talk a little bit more about why too much copper is a problem? Well, interestingly enough, what we have found is that copper acts as a stimulant to the brain and to the nervous system. And many people that can't sleep or have problems with estrogen dominance have actually too much copper in relationship to zinc. Copper is very associated with the hormone estrogen, whereas zinc has a connection to progesterone. So if you have a copper IUD, which is still very common for so many women, or if you have fillings that are amalgam and they have been put in your mouth since 1976, uh, chances are they're the high copper amalgams. They're high mercury, but also high copper. So you are getting a steady dose of this mineral, which in excess can throw you out of balance and can increase estrogen levels. So we want to make sure that you're in balance and you can get rid of your copper IUD, figure out another birth control method that would be a little healthier for your reproductive system. You definitely should get those amalgams removed by a biological dentist that knows how to remove them safely without endangering you by leaking more mercury or copper into your system. And you're going to want to do some kind of cleansing that will get rid of these excess minerals because when copper is in excess, it can actually become a heavy metal, not just a necessary trace mineral. So that is a whole other situation that really needs to be looked at, but oftentimes just increasing your zinc will increase the 
progesterone in relationship to estrogen, as we've been talking about throughout this interview, and that may quite be enough. And I'm looking at 45 to 50 milligrams of extra zinc a day, as well as zinc-rich foods like pumpkin seeds, eggs, as well as, let's see, we've got pumpkin seeds, eggs, as well as even some uh, organic beef. And I think one of the things that happened in the past also for a lot of people is they were using a lot of soy, which if I remember right from your book, is higher in copper often, isn't it? Yes, the beans and nuts are very high in copper. Cashew nuts, my very favorite of all, is a very high copper food. Oh, that's Mm. why often I don't find that cashews work well for a lot of people. Right. They, There's always... some people need, and some people, you know what the interesting thing is? I mean, we're, we're such a nation of, of polarities on so many levels. But even with this zinc and copper, sometimes I find people that have too much copper and then some that don't have enough. Now, if in fact there are autoimmune situations going on, you're really going to want to look at the zinc-copper balance because lack of copper really is connected to the lack of the myelin sheath, where the myelin sheath begins to deteriorate and then you're looking at an autoimmune condition mm-hmm. like, oh, like MS and so you need to really take a look at that. This is a real key mineral ratio. It goes far beyond just the progesterone estrogen connection. Well then I think we're going to have to have you come back on you know in the future here. <laughs> yes, and talk we about should more. wait so long. We should do this sooner rather than later. Love Absolutely. to. Love so do you ever do layovers in Minneapolis any longer? <laughs> you know, the problem dar is <laughs> the problem dar is, is there's no longer a northwest flight. No. There I I don't know it was taken over by another airline. I think maybe it was Delta. Yes. And I go mm-hmm. a different route so I'm not I'm not as frequently in Minneapolis where I used to meet you and we used to enjoy a lovely lunch before exactly. my next flight. <laughs> and I miss those days so much. So let me know when you are coming through and I'll bring a nice organic lunch for you. Thank <laughs> you. I look forward to that. Exactly. I'll make that happen. <laughs> so, you know, I have one, I hope we don't run out of time, but one of the things that I find a lot of women in perimenopause and menopause complain of a racing heart or heart palpitations mm-hmm. you know they're they're really afraid they're starting to have heart disease right and they're stressed about it mm-hmm. so let's talk about that about, about Anne louise can you talk a little bit about that too yeah i mean and i know joanne you'll agree that so much of this may have to do with that magnesium deficiency because i know magnesium and so in that regard please check out the new product that we've just launched because it seems to be the best absorbed magnesium on the market with glycinate taurinate orotate and malate as cofactors it's called MAGKI. Magnesium is very much connected to um, skipped heartbeats as well as heart palpitations and nervousness. But I think the underlying cause of all of this, which may be creating the magnesium deficiency, is that there's unmanaged stress, which is simply stimulating too much cortisol, which is the hormone that governs blood pressure, sleep-wake patterns, your capacity to cope with stress, as well as hunger cravings. So you need to look at ways that you can really deal with your stress, whether that is by getting more magnesium or even more fish oil or phosphatidylserine or something to help your adrenals. Or even going back to the whole idea of using some progesterone cream 
which would bedtime. be the answer. Absolutely. And that brings the circle full round, which would also help your stress levels. Yes, very much indeed. Thank Absolutely. you for being such a wonderful guest, Anne Louise. Love you. Yes, my, thank my you. My pleasure. I love you both. And I, and I wish you all the best in all your wonderful endeavors. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.